return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. To celebrate great day for Jesus. I appreciate all the work that Pastor Randon and Angeline are doing at the church here and the blessing that they are, and so forth, and uh, thankful for that. And so, Brandon was in Des Moines last week ministering, but he's here tonight. Let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to share the Word of God. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for the opportunity to minister tonight. God is doing good things. Amen. Um, And we want to be a part of those good things that he's doing. Amen. Amen. Because he's always moving. He's always working. He's always wanting to move in our life. Amen. Work in our life. We need to allow him to do that. And so tonight's message, Pastor Dave had a great message this morning. I was so touched and so blessed um, just because there's so many Christians that have wrong thinking, you know, and and that think one way and they think and they believe that that's going to usher them in to heaven and that's going to usher them into the blessings of God. The fullness, the God said he wants us to have the fullness of what he has for us. Yeah. Amen. But, but with our thinking wrong, if we have wrong thinking, um, we're not going to be able to enter in, amen, yeah. um, to that. And so I have a message tonight, the importance of change. Amen. And it goes right along the same lines as this morning. <clears throat> but I want to talk about our relationship with Jesus. Amen. And we all want to have a good relationship with Jesus, amen. amen. Yep. Um, we all want to, uh, as Christians, we want to live for him. We want to serve him. And so a little bit of this message, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir a little bit, but uh, I think it's an important message for the body of Christ. And um, maybe you know a friend who says they're a Christian that this can, you can really relate this to them or maybe even your own life, you know? And so even tonight, um, Lord, I just rebuke any spirit of pride from any of us tonight. Um, I I rebuke any spirit of offense in Jesus name. Lord, and we, and, and that, that we can just ex- accept and receive what you have for us, Lord. Amen. That all the glory and honor goes to you, Jesus. You. All the revelation that is given tonight um, to me, to everybody else, through me, Lord. All the knowledge and wisdom, Father. It's all, all the glory to you in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and so, we want to have a good relationship with Jesus. And we do this through faith. Amen. It says, with faith is it, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. Amen. So we want to have, it takes faith, you know, in our Christian walk with the Lord. We have faith. Amen. We might not see the change, but we have faith that change is taking place. Especially when you get to a point where, you know, you know, when we first become born again, we have some habits that we need to get rid of. When you get to a point where it feels like a lot of the habits, the the bad habits maybe that you used to do have been the Lord's, you know, given grace and, and you're out of those things. Amen. There might be times where it feels like you're stuck in a rut a little bit spiritually. But if you keep reading, what Pastor Dave was talking about, reading the Word, saying in the Word, um, renewing your mind, if you keep doing that, you are continuing to push forward. Amen? And it's not, you're not standing still. Uh, it might feel like that sometimes, or you, you might um, really want a revelation of something, and you just, you're searching the Scripture and that hasn't come yet. 
don't give up because it, you are keeping, you are moving forward. Amen. You are advancing. Yep. It just might not seem like it. And through the Holy Spirit, amen. So we do this through faith and through the Holy Spirit. Right. The Bible says that we can't, that he helps us with our infirmities. So we can't do anything in life without the Holy Spirit as a Christian. Amen. Um, you know, people that, that aren't believers, they go through life, their whole life without the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and they might be great people. They might have, their, their morals might be really good. Amen. But we have a helper. We have somebody to help us through this life. Amen. Amen. And it's a blessing because the life is hard without Jesus. Right. Amen. It's hard with Jesus, but it's harder without Jesus. Amen. And so we can usher in the Holy Spirit into our lives and, and bring him in on decisions that we make. Yeah. Amen. And it makes decision, it makes discernment a lot easier in our lives. Yeah. Amen. Acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit is very important in our relationship with Jesus because he's yeah. always with us. Yeah. Amen. John 14, 15 through 18 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. So it says, if we love him, we keep his commandments. When we become a Christian, we become a lover of Jesus. Amen. We become a real Christian. We become a lover of Jesus. So when we become a lover of Jesus, we keep his commandments. Amen. And it says that when we, when we love him and keep his commandments, it says he sends us another. He sends us a helper and he's going to be with us forever. Amen. Um, it says that, that for he dwells with you now and will be in you. I mean, so even right now, the Holy Spirit is all around. The, whole, the presence of the Lord is here in this place. Yep. Amen. Yep. Even if there are non-believers in this church right now, the Holy Spirit's still here. Amen. Yep. It's just that when you believe, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. Yep. Amen. So the Holy Spirit's always been with, with us. The Bible says that in the beginning, that he hovered over the face of the deep. So even in the beginning, the Holy Spirit was present. Amen. God's presence was everywhere from the beginning. Yeah. Amen. When we become a Christian, he resides in us and the Holy Spirit helps us with a lot of things if we let him. And that's very key. If we let him. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman, so he's not going to push us in any direction we don't want to go. Amen. And a lot of that deter- is determined by where we are in our walk with Jesus. Uh-huh. Amen. Because if we're, if we're not growing spiritually, then we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us. And to lead us into all truth. Amen. <clears throat> Romans eight twenty six through 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Yeah. And this is an important reason to, to have the gift of, of, of speaking in tongues. Amen. Because what other groanings cannot be uttered that we speak? Well, it's, it's the gift of speaking in tongues. We don't maybe understand what we're saying. Amen. And there's a couple of different types of speaking in tongues. There's ones that we're speaking in our heavenly language that only Jesus knows. Only God can, can discern what that means. Amen. But we know what it says in the Bible that we're play, praying the perfect will of God. There's also times where you speak in a tongue and, and somebody that's near you, um, you may actually speaking in another language, another earthly language. Yeah. And so somebody might be near you. I know that happened to somebody in our church. I was praying for somebody in the nursing home and, and she was praying in the spirit. And after she was done the lady said, I didn't know you knew Dutch. You know, and she said, I don't know Dutch. Well, it, she was singing and praising God in, in the Dutch language. Yeah. Amen. So, so the Lord works, you know, it says in the Bible, the Lord works in, you know, he works in mysterious ways. He really does. 
you know. And he works in mysterious ways that are good. I think that's important to note, is that the mysterious ways that he works in are good. Amen. They're not bad. They're not for our harm. They're not for our hurt. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says that, um, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So he makes intercession for us through Jesus Christ according to God's will. So he prays for us and we don't know what to pray according to God's will. Amen. And it's important now more than ever to be in God's will. Amen. we want to be in the, in the will of God. Amen. Because there are perilous times coming. Amen. He helps us in our weaknesses. So the Holy Spirit does a lot for us. It says that, you know, he helps us in our weaknesses. He prays for us when we don't know what we ought to. Um, in Galatians 5.22, it says that we, that we bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It says he reveals things to us through his Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.10. 1 Corinthians 12.4-11 says that the spiritual gifts inside of us are from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we see that, that it's, hard to, it's hard to elevate, you know, it's hard to move forward um, with our relationship with Jesus without the Holy Spirit because he does so much inside of us. He's so, so much comes from the Holy Spirit. That's why you see ministries that really take off when maybe somebody starts, they, they have their heavenly language. You know, they get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And you see a lot of ministry, Smith, Smith Wigglesworth ministry was like this, where his ministry took off when he started praying in, in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, you know, we can know of the Holy Spirit, amen, but unless we know the Holy Spirit and we know that he's inside of us, amen, and we can, we can channel that, we can, we can speak it out, we're not utilizing the Holy Spirit in the way that he wants to be utilized. We're not allowing him to help us, amen, <clears throat> in the way that he, knew, he wants to help us. But the thing I want to talk about tonight is how the Holy Spirit changes us. Amen. And he does change us. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 4.21. In the NLT version, it says, um, and actually, sorry, I gave it to the wrong. It's 4.21 through 24. But it says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. So we all have a former... Uh, sinful nature. We all have a former way of life. Amen. We all have an old sinful nature. But it's old. It's not present with us right now. It's old. Amen. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So Pastor Dave uh, had this verse this morning that we, it said in in, uh, the New King James, it says that um, that the the, um, mind of the Spirit, or the, the mind through the Spirit, amen, renews our thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Amen. So we want to let, it says, let the Spirit renew our thoughts. Amen. Renew our attitudes. Put on our new nature. Amen. Which is the nature that isn't sinful. The nature that's of the Spirit. Amen. Our spirit man. Amen. Created to be like God. And in Genesis says that, that when God created man, he created him in his image and likeness. Amen. So it's not a new thing. We're, we're going back to what God had initially intended for us. Amen. To be crea- created to be like God. Yep. And we know God is holy. It says truly righteous and holy. Amen. So the nature of God is holy. The nature of God is, is um, anointed, is, is faultless. Amen. Yep. And er- continually, amen, we want to get to that point. Amen. We want to continue to strive for that point to be perfectly yeah. holy. 
Amen. Because we are talking to a holy God. A holy God is coming back for a holy church. Amen. Without spot or wrinkle or any such blemish. Amen. And so we want to make sure that as we, as we, in our Christian walk, as we change, amen, we're changing um, in, in holiness. Amen. We're, we're here. And as we continue to walk with the Lord, we, we, maybe we come over here. Amen. And we, 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 there's things in our life that we change. There's things in our life that, that we do better. Amen. But all this is done through the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of the change that we go through in, as believers is in our mind. That's where it starts. Like Pastor Dave said this morning, it starts in our mind, in our thoughts. Amen. Have that helmet of salvation on so nothing evil, nothing bad can get in to our thoughts. Because our thoughts is going to dictate everything else that we do. Amen. It, if we change, you know, it, we change the way we think. And if we change the way we think, we're going to change the way we act. Amen. So you can't change the way you act unless you change the way you think. Amen. Action doesn't come before thought. Thought comes before action. Amen. Pastor Dave said, if um, somebody doesn't just choose to become an alcoholic, I mean, it's, what is it? It's the devil puts thoughts in our head, in people's heads, that, oh, just one drink's not going to hurt. And then, you know, once a week, one, you know, twice a week, once every couple days. And then what is it? It's a process. Amen? As Christians, there should be a noticeable change in us when we first believed. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And it says all things. Amen. All things have become new. We might think we're doing things really well before we were saved. Amen. But even that needs to become new. Amen. Because although you might be a moral person before you're saved, and you're not, we weren't allowing the Holy Spirit, amen, to help us and to guide us before we were saved. Amen. So that needs to become a new thing. Amen. Amen. It says we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Some of our habits change, amen? How we talk, amen. how we think, how we react to situations, amen? If you're in construction, you hit your, you hit your thumb with a hammer, you know, and before you're saved, there might, you might be very colorful, the words that come out of your mouth, right? But after you're saved and you hit your finger with a hammer, those words should be different, a different type of color, amen? They should be, they should be, you know, I, I, there was a, a guy, Steve Munns, who was uh, part of Go Ministries, and I went to youth camp, you know, and he talked about that. When he got saved, and he hit his, he hit his hand with a hammer instead of cursing and swearing like he used to, he said, oh, shut it up, shut it up, He would just start praying in the Spirit. Amen. He, knew, he needed to say something, amen, to get the, whatever it was, the anger out. Amen. But what happened? His, his nature changed. Amen. He changed the way that he acted. He changed the way that he talked. Amen? And so, it does take time, amen? We want to continually change the things that, were, that weren't pleasing to God. But it does take time. It doesn't happen overnight. Paul says, you know, when he's at the end of his life, he says, I run the race. Amen? Well, a race, you know, if you think of cross country, I mean, a race is a long distance. You need endurance to run a race, amen? It's not a sprint, it's a race. It's a marathon. Amen? So, as in our Christian walk... Amen. It's going to take time. Pastor Dave said he read, he's read the Bible cover to cover dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. Amen. But he still knows he needs to grow in the Lord. There's areas where nobody's perfect in any area. Right. Amen. I can't stand up here and preach a sermon that I'm perfect in. Right. Amen. God is continually through, through studying and through even, even speaking tonight, continually changing me and giving me ideas and giving me thoughts Amen. and telling me things that I, that I need to do differently in my life. Yeah. Amen. And so we are in the world, but we're not of the world. 
So now that we have the knowledge of truth, we have a responsibility, amen, to get uh, to God to live a life free of sin. Amen. Once we become a Christian, we have a responsibility, amen, to God, amen, to live a life free of sin. And it seems like a, a, a tall task, free of sin, right? But it's our choice. You know, we have, God gives us choices. Amen. He gave us a free will. He gave us choices. Amen. He, he uh, you know, the, a big uh, thing in the body of Christ is that he allows, these, he allows things to happen. He allows, he allows things to happen. And I think, you know, uh, uh, something I've used a lot is, is if my son, my three-year-old, if he burns his hand on the stove, did I allow that to happen? To him? Well, I mean, you know, not really, right? I, I didn't, I wasn't standing there watching him and saying, you know, he's about to touch the stove. I'm like, let's see how he reacts. Let's, right. you know, it's only at 425 degrees. Let's, right. let's see how he reacts. Right. Amen. At the stovetop, right? And so he's not, he doesn't just allow things to happen. He allows us to make choices in our life, right. amen, yep. that affect our life, that affect yeah. The path that we go down. Amen. So now that we have the knowledge of the truth, we have a responsibility to God. Amen. There are a lot of doctrines right now that say, you know, the once, you know, you say the salvation prayer, you're automatically saved. That is an actual doctrine. Yeah. Once you, you know, they just, you know, some pastors will, will say a, a, a prayer of salvation and then they'll record, okay, there was 1,500 people at the meeting. Yeah. That means 1,500 people got saved. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not true. Because you, you know, I mean, just like the leper, uh, you know that probably 10% of them made a commitment to Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just, you know, in the Bible you see that, that, that not everybody is going to commit to Jesus. They're not everybody that got healed by Jesus right. and then followed him. A lot of those people that were chanting crucify him had an experience with yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know, was touched by Jesus. Amen. But they didn't, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't follow Jesus. That's right. Amen. So we have the responsibility. There's a lot of doctrines that, you know, the once, you know, the once saved, always saved doctrine is very prevalent in the United States. And um, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but it's very prevalent. It's 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 uh, it's something that's taught by a lot of of very well-known ministers, you know, and I'm not going to I don't want to call anybody out because, uh, you know, we all fall short. We all make mistakes when we teach. But but that is not true. Amen. Because what happens is, when we teach the once saved, always saved, if it, the message is you can do whatever you want to, and it doesn't matter. You're just saved, right? That's, that's, that's the doctrine. So those are dangerous doctrines. And, and scripturally, they're untrue. And there are consequences of living in sin after we know the truth. And I'm not saying this to scare anyone, but it's a, it's a fact. It's a real thing that's going on. Amen. There are a lot of apathetic Christians not pathetic Christians, apathetic Christians. Right. Amen? Right. There's a lot of apathy in the body of Christ. Just, right. just kind of nonchalant, I'm going to just do what I want to do. Hebrews 10.26 says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. Right. Amen. And I've taught, a lot. I've, ta- I've, I've, I've taught a lot on grace and God's grace on our life. And I, I absolutely love the grace message. Amen? Because he does have an abundant amount of grace for us. Amen. But I think this is a very important message that people need to know in the body of Christ. Amen. If we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, 
but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversary. So if we willfully live in sin or forsake Christ or commit apostasy, which is, which is renouncing, or it's in, the, in the dictionary, renouncing a religion or a political uh, ideology, but if we, if we have apostasy in the body of Christ, amen, there's no other sacrifice for sin. He's it. Jesus is it. Amen. He offers us second chances. He offers us third chances and fourth chances. But if you can, if we continue, and I don't want to say you because I, you know, like I said, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but maybe this is something for somebody in here. Amen. If we, if we do start going down a road where we become, you know, like, you know, we don't need God. We don't need the Holy Spirit. We don't need him in our life. We can do it on our own and we completely forsake Jesus. Amen. It says that, that there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So he is a giving, he's a loving God, and he looks at our heart. I can't, I can't tell any, anybody that, oh, you're living a, a life not with Jesus. Or I'm, I'm, I can't say, oh, you've renounced Jesus. That's what everybody has in their own heart. Amen. We have to look at ourselves. Amen. And, uh, and we need to evaluate what our relationship with, is with Jesus. And there's a lot of people that are doing anything they want to do, thinking they're going to go to heaven, but really going to hell. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are surprised that felt like, hey, I, you know, I said the prayer. Why aren't I in heaven? Amen. There's going to be a lot of people that think they're going to heaven that are going to go to hell. Because what does it say? It says narrow. I mean, the narrow way is to heaven. right? Right. But wide is the way of destruction. Wide is the way to hell. And I always think of, and I think, you know, I've, I haven't looked at uh, statistics, but the, the one leper that came back, I think, is a pretty good statistic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? 10%. Yeah, because it says in the Bible that everybody's going to come, you know, everybody's, you know, God, Jesus isn't coming back until, the, until Christ is preached in all four corners of the earth. So, you know, everybody is going to at least hear the gospel. Right. I mean, who's going to internalize the gospel? Amen. And, and a lot of that is, you know, is up to us. We go out, you know, in our community and we can affect millions of people. Pastor Dave just talked to hundreds of people um, over in India, over in Africa, over in Europe, yeah. um, you know, on the Internet, on Facebook. Yeah. You know, to whom much is given, much is required. We have a lot of technology. We have a lot of things that we yeah. can use to reach right. people. Amen. Yeah. And so. The book of Revelation talks about this. He says in Revelation 3.15, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I could wish you were cold or hot, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And again, I don't want this to be a, a sound like a preachy message, but I think it's important to know, I mean, that there is a real hell. Yeah. And, if we, and if we live a life that we feel like we can do anything we want to do, um, it's, a, it's a real possibility that that's where people are going to go. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But it says, I know your works, neither that you're cold nor hot. In my, in my footnotes, it talks about being cold as kind of a refreshing spring and being hot burning for Jesus. Yeah. But then 16, because you are lukewarm. lukewarm. We, don't want to be, we don't want to be soft Christians. Amen? We don't want to be lukewarm Christians. Right. Now, we all make mistakes. We all fall short. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you need to live perfectly. I don't live perfectly. Amen. This sermon speaks to me too. Amen. We don't. We can't live perfectly. Amen. I was watching a movie the other day, and uh, the coach was saying that that you can't ever be perfect, but you can give perfect effort. Amen. Amen. 
In the body of Christ, we can give perfect effort. Amen? Amen? If we're continually in the Word of God, we're giving perfect effort. If we're continually praying praying and dedicating our lives to Jesus, we're giving perfect effort. Amen? We are going to make mistakes, but we can give a perfect effort. So the Bible isn't saying that if we sin, we're on the hot seat. That's why we have grace. And again, I love the grace message. It's such a, it's such a, a freedom, a liberty to know that, wow, you know, I can, I can make a mistake. And if I, it says in 1 John 1, 9 that we can confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins Amen. and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. So I love God's grace for our lives. Yeah. Amen. And I love talking about it because it's amazing. God's grace is amazing. We, you can't get it anywhere else. His unconditional love for all of us is amazing. And God does give us a tremendous amount of grace in our daily lives. The point is, if we continue to live in sin after our conversion, we make a mockery of His grace. That's what we're doing. We're making a mockery of His grace. Paul uses all of Romans 6 to talk about this. Romans 6, 1-4 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Yeah. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that Jesus, uh, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. amen. So part of God's grace is us having the freedom, amen, to walk in newness of life. Yeah. Romans six twelve through 14, skipping down a little bit. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it, as, obey it in its lust, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. And so that's what a lot of people think. A lot of, you know, a lot of Christians think that, okay, grace gives me the freedom, amen, to live in sin. But what the Bible says is that Grace gives us the freedom to live in righteousness. Amen. Amen. We don't have the freedom to live in sin. Amen. We have the freedom to live in righteousness. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Grace is not an excuse to go out and do what we want to do. It's not an excuse to go out and live how we want to live. Amen. Grace is a gift out of that bondage. But so many people look at it the other way around. You know, but grace really is a gift. It's a gift out of sin. Not a gift into sin. Amen. Amen. And then Romans 6, 15 through 16 says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, that you are that one's slaves whom you obey? So people might think that I'm free, quote unquote, free to do whatever I want, but really you're in bondage. Amen. We're slaves to that thing. Amen. You're you're that one slave to whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Amen. So either way, we're we're a slave to something. Amen. Are we going to be a slave to sin or are we going to be a slave to God? Are we going to be a slave to righteousness? Amen. A bondservant to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And then Romans 6, 22 through 23, skipping down again. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness in the end, everlasting life, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. Amen. The gift of God is eternal life. Yeah. And that's really what it's about, amen, living eternally. Yeah. We want to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to evaluate us for change. 
Amen? We don't want to become so prideful or have such a hard heart towards changing. Because I know change is hard. You know, it's hard to, you know, to get rid of old habits. Amen? That's why it takes longer to, to break a habit than to make a habit. You know, scientifically, it takes 14 days or something like that to break a habit. Right? 21 days. Thank you, George. 21 days to break a habit. It's not an easy process, right? But it's important that we allow the Holy Spirit to help us with that. Amen. Amen. If we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. That's right. Amen. There's no standing still in the, in the kingdom of God. Right. You're either moving forward, you're either, you're, you're either advancing against the enemy, or you're retreating against the enemy. Yeah. Amen. You, we can't just say, well, I'm in a good place. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Why? Because eventually, like, and I've said, you know, use this analogy of, if you're, if you're in an ocean and you're close to the shore and you're swimming in the ocean and you don't realize where you're at, eventually you're going to start drifting from the shore. Right. Amen. And so as Christians, you know, if we're in the battle and we feel like, oh, yeah, this is the good place, and we feel like we're standing where we're at, we're really moving backwards. We want to continue to advance. Amen. Amen. We want to continue to advance Amen. in our walk with the Lord, yeah. advance in the Holy Spirit, advance in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Amen. It's important that we lo- allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, a holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So being a living sacrifice, being holy and being acceptable to God is our reasonable service mm-hmm. and reasonable. Amen. It's think of somebody, you know, with Dactronics and customer service. Sometimes you get unreasonable requests, requests that you just can't meet. Well, what's a reasonable request? Well, a reasonable request is one that, yeah, I can do that. I mean, it's right. kind of like, yeah, I can, that, that's doable. I can do that. That's reasonable. Yeah. Right? So being a sacrifice, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice is reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then it says being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. And so renewing means to start fresh. If I'm renewing a library book, I'm, I'm, I'm starting fresh. You know, my, the time that I, I have it just resets. I have it for another two weeks, right? Yeah. It refreshes. It starts over. So we're constantly renewing our mind through the Holy Spirit. When we do that, we allow the Holy Spirit to change us. When we cont- continually renew our mind and we reset our mind, yep. it's allowing, even, maybe even slightly, maybe there's a day where it just feels like, wow, that's, this is really tough. You know, it's how I'm dealing with this person. I feel like I didn't make any progress. Well, if we're, if we're, if we're giving it unto the Lord and we're and letting the Holy Spirit guide us, amen, we're making progress. We're advancing. Amen. Amen. Yes. <clears throat> and it's always a change for the better. Whenever the Holy Spirit changes us, it's always a change for the better. Always. He always has a good yep. uh, plan for our lives. He always has a good outcome for us. Second yep. Corinthians 3.18 the Amplified Version says, And we all, with unveiled face, so uh, transparently, continually seeing in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed, amen, into His image from one degree of glory to even more glory. Amen. Progressively, you know, making progress, progressively being transformed into His image, amen, from one degree of glory. So we're all in a a degree of glory, amen. As Christians, we're in a degree of glory. But he's changing us to even more glory, even to even to a higher degree of glory. Amen. Which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Amen. Amen. So we can't do it on our own. Amen. We have the grace of God. We allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives 
And it comes from the Lord, who is the Holy Spirit. So he changes us from one degree of glory to even more glory. And if he changes us from glory to glory, it means that we're getting closer to Jesus, who is the most glorious. Amen? So as, as we get closer to Jesus, you know, just like Moses, when he was with the Lord for 40 days up in the mountain, and he came down and it said he shone with the glory of the Lord. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we look like him. The more his glory shines through us. Amen? And everybody noticed, everybody noticed Moses. I mean, the, the closer we get to the Lord, the more we let, allow the Holy Spirit to change us, amen, the more people are going to say, wow, something's different about you. Yep. Amen. They're going to see the face of Jesus in you. Amen. amen? Yep. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, in this relationship, it's only us that needs to change. Amen. In a, in a marriage, you know, a lot of times, probably all the times, it's, it's both spouses that, you know, that we right. look at, each, at ourselves and it's like, okay, I need to change this. And the other spouse says, I need to change this. Well, in our relationship with Jesus, there's only one person that needs to change. Amen? Right. Amen. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he doesn't change. Amen? So if there's something going on in the relationship, it's not that he needs to change. Amen? It's that we need to change. Amen. Genesis uh, 32, 24-32. Amen? When Jacob wrestled um, with the angel of the Lord, with the man. 24 says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man. Up until that day, Jacob was known as a deceiver. Right. Amen. He deceived, his, he deceived his brother to get his birthright. He received, deceived his brother to get his inheritance. Right. Amen. Yep. And then he was deceived when he went to take Rachel, excuse me, Rachel as his wife. Right. Amen. So deception was all around Jacob. Right. Amen. So then when he went to take Rachel as his wife, he was a victim of deception. Yeah. Deceived by her father, amen, who gave Leah to him and deceived him in other ways in the years he was there. But after meeting Jesus, after wrestling with the angel of the Lord... Capital A, amen, and, and, and New King James man, capital M, which means Jesus, amen, in the Old Testament. His identity changed. He was no longer known as a deceiver. Deception was no longer around him, amen. His identity changed, amen. He wasn't known as being a deceiver or a victim, but he was a victor. It says that the angel of the Lord said that you wrestled with God and prevailed, amen. He prevailed in wrestling with the, with the angel of the Lord. Amen. As we allow the Holy Spirit to change us, we become victorious in life. Amen. Amen. Yes. If we go on from there in uh, Genesis, hallelujah, yes. 29, then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is that you ask me my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Yes. Amen. Isn't it, isn't it kind of cool how... How he sees it, you know, my life is preserved, but the angel of the Lord saw it as, as you prevailed. Uh-huh. Amen. It's, you know, it's, it's a victory mentality. You know, you, when we prevail, it's a victory mentality. Amen. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun, of, the sun rose on him and he, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket. Because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip and the muscle, and the muscle that, sh- uh, that shrank. And so, 
in the New Testament, we aren't changed physically. In the Old Testament, Jacob was actually changed physically. He walked with a limp. You know, his, his socket was shrunk. So he walked with a limp, amen? So he was changed. Everybody could see the change that happened in Jacob. The change that happened in Israel, amen? But we're changed on the inside in the New Testament. Amen. He doesn't change us physically. He doesn't shrink our hip, amen? He doesn't do things like that. But now it's an internal. The Old Testament was all about external sacrifices, Amen. The, the, the New Testament is all about a living, being a living sacrifice internally, amen, praising the Lord, being a sacrifice to Jesus, yeah. amen. And so we're changed on the, out, on the inside, but it shows on the outside. James 15, 1 through 8 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch he bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So we can't bear fruit unless we abide in the word. And, and, and the only way we can bear fruit is if we allow him to prune us through the word. Allow him to change us, amen, through the word. Allow him to change us from one level of glory to another level of glory, amen. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Isn't that a strong statement that Jesus makes? Without him, without the Holy Spirit, because Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Right. Amen. And really, we can do nothing productive Amen. without the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we can't do anything productive without the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you abide in me and my words in you, I will... Uh, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you... You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But this, my Father, uh, is glor- by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And so when we follow him, when we abide in his word, the Father is glorified. When we, when we allow the Holy Spirit to change us, amen, we glorify the Father in our actions. Amen. amen. So the change in our life is shown by the fruit that we bear. Yep. Amen. The Bible says that we will be known by our fruits. Amen. So the fruit that we produce, that's what we're going to be known by. Amen. And we're not going to be known, um, you know, everything happens, like Pastor Dave said, in the mind. And everything happens in the quiet place at home, in private, when only God knows what we're doing. Amen. And so that, that allows us to go out and to walk a, walk a, steady, uh, a steady path towards Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important, amen, that we bear good fruit. If we're bearing good fruit, we're being changed from glory to glory. Amen. And changing might be tough. Daily renewing our mind might be a challenge. Amen? Because, because we do have a flesh. There is a flesh. I mean, we are flesh. Amen? But we also are spirit. You know, we, have, we have a flesh, but we are spirit. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. And the flesh will war against the spirit. There is always a constant battle going on yep. between our flesh and our spirit. Yeah. And our flesh wants to walk around um, in, the, in the lusts of the flesh, in the world. And our spirit wants to walk around. Amen. Um, in newness of life, he wants to walk around living for Jesus. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember who was talking, um, but, who are, but they were talking about who are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the flesh or are we going to feed the spirit? Right. I think it was here. Yeah. I can't remember who was talking about it, though. I don't know if you remember. Um, but we want to feed the spirit, amen. If we, right. if we feed the spirit, our flesh gets, our flesh gets weaker. Right. If we feed, feed the flesh, our spirit gets weaker. Amen. So if we continue to feed the spirit, our spirit man is going to win out in those things. It's going to get stronger. Amen. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. So changing might be tough, 
but with change brings revelation. Amen. It brings opportunities. It brings blessing. Amen. The fullness of God works in our life. Second Corinthians four sixteen through eighteen, and I'll close with this verse here. I know we talked about a lot of things today, um, you know, and and uh, I don't think this is a negative message. <laughs> That's right. Amen. I think it's a I think it's a good message for That's Christians right. to know, because yeah, there is a lot of apathy um, in the body of Christ yep. in the United States, you know, and it's important that that we know, you know, that 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 we as Christians know that there's more to life than just doing what we want to do. Amen. Yeah. That if we're not serving God, Amen. then we're not serving God. <laughs> Amen. Right. So it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Amen. That is so important. Amen. It's a tough fight. You know, Paul says, I fought, I fought the fight. What did he say? I've run the race. I've kept the faith. Amen. Yeah. We, we keep the faith. We fought a good fight. Amen. Good there you go. So it's a fight. It's not, you know, we're not just going to be allowed to, to prance through yep. life, amen, and do what we want to do and, and not be persecuted for what we do. There was just a, a minister that was arrested in Canada, Toronto, Canada, for, uh, you know, from what I read from the article, wasn't being anti-anything, was just proclaiming the love of Jesus in a, in a um, LGBTQ community. And police came and arrested him. You know, so persecution is getting closer to the United States. And it's not just going to start, I mean, it's going to start with laws and it's going to start with different things. Amen. And, and we might say, oh, well, this law, we're really being persecuted by this law. Well, no, persecution happens when they come into our church. <laughs> persecution happens when they come in to our homes or when they come into our Bible studies and they start, they start telling us, you know, that, hey, you can't do this. You can't preach what you want to preach. You can't stand against this. Amen. You can't. You can't stand for this. Amen. That's when we have persecution. But it says, do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in the Bible that his mercies are new every morning. Every morning we can be renewed. Amen. Our inward man, our spirit man, is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen? And that's the important part of change. Amen? We, we look, we do what we can do. We, we, we allow the Holy Spirit to move on the inside of us. We allow the Holy Spirit to change us. Amen? And we look forward. We, we press towards the mark of eternal glory. It says in the Bible that we, we hope you know, we hope for Jesus' Jesus's return. And it's not, hope isn't just wishing, amen. It's a confident expectation that what Jesus said he's going to do, he's going to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Every small thing we do in this life brings us closer to Jesus. It might be just a small thing, but it brings us closer to Jesus. When people see us changing because of what Jesus did in our lives, we're being a good witness for others to come into the kingdom. So every small thing we do isn't just for us. Amen. But people see that, and it can be a seed, a seed planted in somebody's life. Amen. Amen. When they see a change happen, especially with people that maybe are, you know, 35 years old and, and lived one way, and then became gloriously saved. Yeah. Amen. And are now living a different way. Yeah. That can be a powerful testimony in somebody's life. Amen. Yeah. So it says in the Bible, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ. Amen. 
So when we when we make that change, it might feel awkward. It might feel like, should I be really doing this because it might offend somebody, right? It might offend it might offend this person I'm working with, or I'm I'm intimidated to do this. Amen. I uh we, I was at like Pastor Dave said I was at uh, Des Moines. I was actually at Baird for a family reunion, and they asked me to give a small sermon at the family reunion. And about a hundred people, hundred relatives came through the family reunion that weekend. It's a, it's a big deal. It's been happening since 1975. Uh, this this Labor Day weekend camping out with family. But this is the first year that anybody did this. That anybody gave a, a message. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, I could either be intimidated because it's hard to preach in front of your family sometimes. Um, even distant relatives, because then I, you know, I'm going to see them next year too. Um, but I thought I could either be intimidated. Amen. Or I could be not unashamed of the gospel. Amen. Amen. And so I, I preach, and I know, you know, my family is in kind of four different groups. Ones that love the Lord are on fire for the Lord. Ones that would call themselves a Christian, but maybe aren't really living for God. Right. Ones that w- wouldn't call themselves a Christian, but are open to the idea. Yeah. And then ones that are just flat out against Jesus, against, uh, you know, any religion, against anything. Yeah. And uh, there was people from all four groups at the meeting. And I, I taught for about 15 minutes on the prodigal son and afterwards gave a call for salvation. Yeah. And uh, nobody, nobody, I said, if you, if you made that decision today to follow Jesus for the first time, I said, I want you to come and see me after this. Right. And we can, you know, I think it's important to tell people that, that it happened. Right. Nobody came up, but what it is, it's a seed. Amen. Yeah. They see that, okay, I'm not afraid to do this. And actually, you know, the people that, that I wouldn't have thought would say anything to me came up and said, wow, that was a really great message. Yeah. You know, and so what, what do we do? You know, in our families, we plant seeds. Amen. We plant good seeds of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're a good witness for others to come into the kingdom. Living for the Lord doesn't affect just us, but those around us. Yeah. Amen. That's why we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, you know, we're glorious. You know, we're glorious through Jesus Christ. So... When we walk into a room, his glory should shine throughout the room. Amen? There should be a change, a shifting in the atmosphere when we walk into a room. Amen. Yeah. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to change us. Amen? Yeah. Allow ourselves to be pruned by the word, and it will change us from glory to glory. Yeah. Amen. And that's what he wants. He wants to take us higher than we've ever been. Yeah. He wants to take us farther than we've ever been. He wants to bless us more than we've ever been blessed. I mean, he only wants good things for us. He wants to give us more good things tomorrow than he gave us today. Yeah. Amen. He wants us to walk in the newness of life better tomorrow than we did today. Yeah. Amen. And we can't do that without the Holy Spirit. And allowing, and the important thing is allowing the Holy Spirit to change us. Because yeah. we have a choice in the matter. Amen. He's not just going to force his will on us and change us. Amen. But we need to be allow, we need to allow ourselves, we need to adjust the temperature of our heart. Yeah. Amen. To be soft to what the Holy Spirit's doing. What he wants to do in our life, what he wants to do in the community, yep. what he wants to do in our family. Yep. We really need to say, Lord, I'm all yours. Yep. Just like the potter and the clay. Lord, shape me. You know, yep. Shape me to the person that you want me to be. Amen. I'm all yours. I'm ready, I'm ready for it. Amen? Because we are, we are approaching a day. The Bible says that there will be perilous times. Yep. Amen? And all across the world, you see it. Perilous times in the world. But it's coming to the United States. There are going to be perilous times yep. ahead. It's a, it's a fact. Amen? Yep. It's a promise. It's not... A promise that a lot of people like to talk about, but it's a promise from Jesus, amen, in his word, that perilous times are coming and we want to be ready. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you that by your grace we can live for you. We can allow the Holy Spirit to to do a work in us, to make a change in us, Lord. Hallelujah. 
We thank you that we can affect others' lives. Yes. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That we can inform others, Lord. It's the Holy Spirit's job to persuade. Yes. Paul said, I didn't come to you with persuasive words. Amen. But he came to inform them. So we thank you, Jesus, for, for boldness, Lord, to go out and to witness. Yes. We thank you for boldness to go out and to witness to family, thank to friends, you. to employees, yes, to bosses and supervisors, thank Father. You. That we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. Because it is salvation for everybody that believes, yes, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank we just thank you. We just declare if there is any any uh, oppressive spirits right now that, that are oppressing anybody here, Lord. Maybe it's a spirit of pride or a spirit of, of, uh, of uh, arrogance, Lord, or a spirit of, of uh, being offended, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you just soften our hearts. Yes. Soften our hearts, Father. Help us to allow you to change us, Jesus. We just thank you that throughout the day, throughout this week, Father, that every day we can renew our mind. That we are being renewed in the newness of life every single day. We thank you so much for what you did. We thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins, Jesus. For raising from the dead, Lord. That we have now the the ability to have eternal life with you, Jesus. We don't take that for granted. We're not ashamed of that fact, Mm -hmm. Father. And help us to be bold as lions, Father, when going out and proclaiming your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.